This is Anchor LA, a daily podcast presenting world headlines, technology news, arts and data, and daily encouragement from the Praise Light Media Studios in Panorama City, California. Good day, it's Monday the 9th of October 2017. Hurricane Nate last coastal Mississippi on Saturday evening into Sunday morning, causing power outages and some flooding before racing north and weakening rapidly into a tropical depression. The hurricane made landfall as a Category 1 storm with maximum sustained winds of 85 miles per hour, and though downgraded remains a heavy rain system, expected to deliver 3 to 6 inches of rain to the Tennessee and Southern Appalachian area. It is the fourth hurricane to make landfall this year in the U.S. in what has been an extraordinary season for tropical cyclones. Thankfully, Hurricane Nate did not deliver a disastrous punch to the U.S. this time in part because it steered clear of New Orleans, Louisiana, which is highly vulnerable to heavy downpours because of its low elevation. AIM, AOL's Instant Messenger, is shutting down. If you thought this happened a while ago, you wouldn't be alone. The aging instant messaging platform hasn't been used on a large scale for over a decade, and AOL is finally deciding it's time to move on. AIM was one of the first and most successful instant messengers, widely used in the late 1990s and even throughout the 2000s. But with the proliferation of smartphones, everything has now changed. Text messaging has taken over for desktop instant messaging systems, and increasingly we're seeing other social apps like Snapchat and Instagram take over for those in certain ways. This according to The Verge, which went on to state that for straight messaging, Facebook makes things much easier since you're already connected to everyone you know and you can just start up a chat without exchanging cumbersome things like screen names. In fact, Facebook has multiple billion user messaging services at this point, Messenger and WhatsApp, but it's important to remember that everything comes and goes, and even today's giants will be the next generation's dinosaurs. Giants like Facebook, Snapchat, and WhatsApp will all morph and die as the ever-changing horizons of the tech craze sifts. On this day in 1992, 18-year-old Michelle Knapp was watching television in her parents' living room in Peekskill, New York, when she heard a thunderous crash in the driveway. Naturally, she ran outside to investigate, and what she found was a sizable hole in the trunk of her orange 1980 Chevy Malibu, and a matching hole in the gravel driveway underneath the car, and in the hole, a bowling ball-sized rock. It was extremely heavy for its size, weighing about 28 pounds and shaped like a football. Also quite warm to the touch as well, and it smelled vaguely of rotten eggs. The next day, a curator from the American Museum of Natural History in the New York City area confirmed that the object was, in fact, a meteorite. Now, while meteorites are fairly common, a meteorite hitting a car is not. A car is, after all, a very small object on a very large planet. 
In fact, as far as scientists know, it's only happened twice before, once in Illinois during the 1930s and once in St. Louis. Eventually, the famous Knapp meteorite was sold to a collector and two fossil dealers who broke it into smaller chunks and sold it to a handful of other collectors and museums. The Sevi Malibu, meanwhile, sold for $10,000 to Lang's Fossils and Meteorites of Cranford, New Jersey. And in 1992, $10,000 was enough to get a nice replacement car and then some. The Malibu has been on display all over the world, including New York, Paris, Munich, and Tokyo. Scientists estimate that the Earth is bombarded with about 100 pounds of meteoric material every day. Meteorites are pieces of asteroids and other debris made of rock, iron, and nickel that have been orbiting in space for hundreds if not thousands of years since the universe was created. Some are as tiny as dust particles and others are as huge as 10 miles across. What most people call shooting stars are actually meteorites. Thousands of people in the eastern U.S. saw the Greenest Peak Skill meteorite back in 1992 as it streaked towards Knapp's Sevi Malibu, and many heard it as well. One witness said it crackled like a very loud sparkler. Scientists have determined that that particular meteorite came from the inner edge of the main asteroid belt in space between Jupiter and Mars 25 years ago today. Last time on Anchor LA, we discussed the growing disrespect for the God-ordained law enforcement authority referenced in Romans 13 and how the inborn moral conscience, one of the three implementations that God has set in place to keep man's sinful dispositions in check, is being destroyed willfully by society. The second restraint that God has implemented is the family. Parents bring a rod to their children to discipline evil as we read in Proverbs 13. That if the family is also destroyed, broken down like we see in today's society, then there is none of that and there is no control over these people. No consciousness of moral law, no discipline and instruction by family. And so the third and final implementation is law enforcement, the police. They were given a sword to subdue those who do evil. But when the police are assaulted and their authority, their powers are undermined to such an extent that they are no longer respected or feared as is necessary in society, I'll couple that with the dead conscience of the moral law and the destruction of disciplining family, the human heart at its very worst has now been unleashed without restraint and with affirmation from fellow evildoers and corrupted governments. This will exponentially worsen in its run away from God. Elevating man's will over God's moral law is the epitome of every sin and its pride. Nothing else. It's not guns, race, politics, history, and so on. It's the default of sin and the manifestation of sin when it has destroyed the restraints that God set up in his word. Romans 2's conscience the family structure and discipline referenced throughout Proverbs, and Romans 13's earthly law enforcement. So what do we do? 
Well, salvation of God makes new hearts. The power of God then comes from the inside, overpowering the corruption and default desire to sin. Not that Christians are perfect, we're not. But we have new desires, new longings, new aspirations and hopes, and a new direction. The salvation of Christ is the only offering of the ultimate restraint, a transformed heart and a renewed mind. Like Romans 12 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. The word of God, communication to God through prayer, and the Christian church nurtures and grows the work of God, and only salvation in Christ can free us from this sin and the desire to destroy God's restraints. Thanks for listening to Anchor LA on Twitter at Anchor LA Podcast and Facebook.com slash Anchor LA, where you can find links and information to various topics we cover on the show. Contact us anytime with questions or comments or call into our show directly on the Anchor app with input or suggestions. We'd always love to hear from you. Until next time from Panorama City, California, I'm Ben Ditzel. This is Anchor LA.